Hi, everyone. My name is Isabel Zimmerman, and I have my friend Arthur with me. And we are going to have a discussion around when did he know spirit was real? But before that, just tell them a little bit about yourself. I, well, hang on. I'll tell them. All right. So I met my friend who is definitely part of my soul family. He has the Octarians and Yeshua in St. Germain. And we became friends with another mutual friend, Justin Land. And he ended up taking my 21 module psychic course and started channeling. And it was, you know, awesome. And then throughout the years, he lives in Georgia. I live in North Carolina. We've actually never physically met, but now we're closer because I used to live in Connecticut. So we should definitely have a field trip. And um, I told him this idea that spirit wanted me to create this little kit that's like a portal of light for children. And it has to have a spiral and a crystal and has to be made well anyways he made one for his son and it was awesome and if um behind him if you're listening to this and you're not watching the video you can't see what's behind him but behind him is all sacred geometry and my awakening was really a lot of sacred geometry that's what really solidified for me personally that spirit was real so, all right, go ahead. Tell them about yourself. So I'm a, a recording artist and a sculptor, and I'm very passionate about sacred geometry and about spirit and um, how to work with spirit. And truly my passion is to work more with spirit in order to be of help to people, to help people bring the light that they came to bring to the planet. And that's pretty much it. That's awesome. When did you, when did you know spirit was real? Like, how did you know? When, Were you little? Yes. When my grand, grandfather died, I think I was 13, 14, something around that time. And my grandfather passed away. We lived in Germany at the time. And my grandfather lived in Poland. And... Um, my dad said that he saw his spirit the night he passed, mm. laying in bed. And at the foot of the bed, my grandfather was standing there. And my dad woke up and saw him. And he wanted to wake up my mom, but he was paralyzed. He could not talk. He could not move. He could not wake my mom up. But he told us the story. And I was kind of upset because I was like, but I wanted to see him. I loved him so much. Mm. <laughs> And that night I went to bed and okay, it was, you know, as if it was in my dream. So that's why I remember it as if it was in a dream, but I was going to the bathroom and in, in our, in our apartment where we lived, there's this like hallway. And so I went down this hallway. I turned to the left, to face the door of the bathroom and I opened the door. I went in and all of a sudden I was standing in front of the bathroom and the door was closed. And in that moment I thought, or the thought came to me, now you will see spirit. 
and I turn to the right and I look down the corridor and this being of light, of pure light, walked in and started to walk towards me. And I freaked the heck out. I fell backwards and I started to crawl backwards and my dream was over. And so I was upset that I was like not ready for it. And now I understand, you know, at that time I understood that's why he didn't show himself to me because he wanted to, but I was not ready. But at that moment, I knew that spirit is real. That is such a beautiful story. So um, I came across a book. I'm so sorry, guys. I don't have the book. I don't even know what the title is. But spirit had me understand that there was books written in the 18th century and they spirit told me it was like really common like for farmers and society knew that their their loved ones would come the day before they would die or the day of and that you should expect to see grandma or grandpa or your mother or your dad at the foot of your bed at the foot of your bed. Isn't that interesting? And um, I did read that in the book. I didn't keep the book, but it was interesting. I think spirit wanted me to know that it wasn't always like this. It wasn't always like the disbelief of nature of spirit because spirit is nature it is a natural it's natural it's you know the ego mind gets scared because it's supernatural and supernatural is above the survival instinct that's all it is it's like when you go uh, once once you vibrate higher than the survival mechanism well then you can be above nature which is supernatural but the ego mind, we get scared. I find that our fears, oh, it's like crazy. Okay, so there you are, 13 years old. Also, the fact that it was in the dream is a beautiful story because a lot of times spirit communicates with us in our dreams because our ego mind is calm. And we can hear and see much more than our conscious awareness or our wake state. Uh, we tend to be very distracted here. Our mind is chattering away. And spirit, it's hard for us to connect with spirit when we're so distracted. So that's why um, they communicate in our dreams. Okay, so now you're 13 years old. You had that experience. Just curious, did you tell anyone? I did. You did. Okay. Who did you end up telling? My parents. Okay. And <clears throat> then my dad, you know, never spoke of this again. They, it was, it never happened. It never oh, happened. Wow. Of course. I think my parents didn't want to scare me. They thought that maybe... I saw it because I heard that story and it scared me and it, the dream was then maybe a result of that story. Right. Right. It, the logic mind. Right. Okay. So, so you tell your parents their reaction, 
totally understandable. They love you. I get it. So you knew at that moment spirit was real, but when did your awareness, did it grow from that period? Were you interested in the spirit realm at that time? I was, but you know, I grew up in a Catholic uh, household and with, you know, with the stories of spirits, do not contact spirit because um, demons and devil, you know, that kind of, yeah, yeah, there was already this like, um, these like negative beliefs about that, you know, that if you, as, a, as not a priest or someone who is, just a second, my dog, I'm in a, in a conversation. So, so basically that, um, yeah, that if you are not taught about it and you're not, you know, educated in it and you're not a priest or somebody like that, then you should stay away from it because it can be dangerous from that for you. That was like what I, you know, grew up with. And sure. There were nights then when my parents went out and left me alone. And I remember there was this bell, this porcelain bell, and it was broken. It broke and my dad glued it, I think. And then so I was thinking about the bell. I was laying there at night. I turned the TV off. I wanted to fall asleep. And I hear the bell ring. Wow. What do you want awesome. to and I got so scared. I put my head, my, my, you know, I went under the covers and I was literally sweating under the covers until my parents came back. I know, I know, I get it. I get it. Um, I, I had, um, things happen to me as a child and I mean, I knew spirit was real. I had ghosts, uh, or spirit and, um, just like the stories that you said that it, so this was my thought at uh at the time it was well I just wouldn't let anyone into my house so why would I allow a spirit into my house you know like I should be discerning not everyone should be allowed right and then because I had that belief and then I thought well I'm not going to open up the door at all because I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm scared, so I'm not going to allow it, and I I pushed it away, and I shut it down, because I was so scared, so I get it, like, I really get it, so now I will tell you, listeners and my friends out there, <sighs> nothing, nothing can harm you, you have an inner being, your inner being loves you and whatever you attract through your vibration in your beliefs, it's for you. And if you vibrate in high love frequency, you are not going to attract denser entities. They don't want to be around you. Seriously, they really don't. Because they even can't. Because the law of attraction, like must attract like. It's a frequency thing. It's just a frequency thing. And there's nothing to be scared of. In fact, your fear is actually preventing you from connecting to your inner being, from connecting to spirit, 
and going into more love, peace, harmony, joy, bliss, abundance, health, and magical powers. So I guess in theory, you could stay scared, but do you really not want magic? Because when you connect with your inner being, when you connect with your spirit guides and you feel the love, it's priceless. It is just priceless. And there are levels of higher consciousness. There are so many magical, wonderful, beautiful entities out there. And they're all you because we're all one. So you're only connecting with yourself. Even if you think of it as not you, they are all aspects of you. Which is also really ironic to me how scared I was that I was just afraid of myself. So it was you who rang that bell. Your inner being rang that bell for you to say, but I totally get why you were scared. I totally get it. Okay. So the bell incident happens. I would have been freaked out too. But now knowing what I know, I would have, like, if the bell, if the bell rang now, I would be like, yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I would be so excited. Although it was funny. I think, I think last year I was out hiking around New Year's and I was hearing bells and they were saying, hark, hark this, hark the ringing, hark the bells, um, heed our call. And, and I literally, I took out my phone to record it because I was like, where are these bells coming from? But I did hear, I, I didn't see them, but I heard them. They were harking in the new light, the new energy. Um, I did not hear bells um, this New Year's, but they have been talking to me about the 2023 energy for sure, though. All right. So let's go back to your story and we'll talk about energy of the future later. Um, so there you are. You heard the bell. You're scared. You knew at that point with these two incidents, you knew something existed on the other side, you may not have connected that it's spirit or your inner being or whatnot, but you knew something existed outside of you that is unexplainable that you could not explain away with logic. Okay. So then what happened? Did you like go into teachings like meditation? No, I shut down. I oh, shut you down. shut down. Okay. Yeah. My okay. For many years and then you know that caused a lot of sadness mm. uh, uh, i became uh, very introvert mm -hmm. and you know i was searching i was searching and i kept going to church and there was a i was going to a catholic school and um, to a private school and you know the school was not really like forcing you anything down the throat or anything like that you know they were really like very educated. They were taught, telling, teaching us about all the world religions and what they have in common, not saying one is better than the other. And I met this priest. He was from 
from where he was working for the Vatican and he was a missionary and uh, he was really giving his life to other people and he was uh, he moved, he was living in Africa and helping people in the village however he could help out not just as a priest just like truly a, a person of service mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, I was very impressed with what he was doing and so I I donated some money what I had at the time I was a teenager and he gave me this book he gave me a long hug and he said I was waiting for someone like you and when he gave me this hug I I could feel energy and he gave me this book and the book was channeling the book was in Polish by a by a nun called Anna and I don't remember the last name and the translation of the title was allow yourself to be surrounded by love and in this book uh, she became ill and she couldn't leave the house and she started to have conversations with God and with Jesus and the one thing that really won me over and where I knew it is true is where God says we don't care if you believe in us if you believe in any religion or what religion you believe in we only look at your energy the energy of your heart we look at the energy that you send the people around you the animals the planet and the cosmos and that was so universal and true that really changed something in me and in that at that time i was pretty much on my way out of religion yeah and, yeah and i gave that book to my brother and then my brother gave it to my mom and i know it uh, it touched him in a way as, as well and then you know i became a teenager <laughs> <laughs> and it was a wild ride and then i um, was uh, wilding out until i hit the crisis a big crisis Mm. so much so that I was full of fear that I could not see I was filled with fear and then Stuart said open the Bible and I opened the Bible and I could read and if you ask me now to find it it will be difficult for me to find it but it said that I'm fighting with God mm. and that God has picked me up and has dropped me. And <clears throat> that was hard to swallow. And I, you know, started to get my act together. And then the next thing was eat, sleep, eat, sleep, eat, sleep. You have a long journey ahead of you. And there was wow. that. And so I started to change my life around. And then. I started to see orbs in my photos, uh -huh. but I didn't at the time what that is. I had no idea. And it was right the year before I moved to the States, which was crazy because I was working at a factory uh, at Bex and I had a one year contract and the contract was just about to expire. And my brother, who's nine years older than me, wanted to go on a trip. To, uh, we lived in, in, in Germany. He, we wanted to, he wanted me to take, he wanted to take me on a trip to London. He said, "There's this trip. It's like only eighty dollars. You get on a or euros. 
you, you get on a ferry and the ferry takes the bus, you know, over the, over the, the Great Lake and then you are in Britain and you spend a, a night, a day and a night. And then the next day you come back and I was like, nah, I'm just going to hang here with my friends and make my rap music and this and that. And he said, but you always want to spend time with me. And I was like, okay, cool. So I went there with him and I was in, everything all right? Uh, no, I'm sorry, baby. I'm in a conversation. Yeah, thank you, baby. <laughs> Aww. I, I will, but later. Yeah. And so I am, um, I was in crisis again and I was there and I was very depressed because I thought I would never find a partner. And on that, <laughs> and that evening, I promise you, I gave up. I was like, I will never meet no one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me that's when you met her. The next day. I went with my brother to the flea market in the Camden in the Camden market and met my wife. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. It's so funny how you have to surrender in order for it to come. And I can really personally relate. Very much so relate. Um Thank goodness you went, right? I'm so grateful. My life would have been totally different. And there's always another plan. There's always a plan B, C. Of course. F, you know, but but that changed my life in a very positive way. It, of course, I was first totally distraught because I fell uh, totally in love right away. <laughs> <laughs> my wife knew only for one day. And then I could not see her for months because, you know, she was living in the U.S. and I had to go back to Germany. She was only there for visit. She was only visiting. She was working at a job that there was a, um, she, she was working as an accountant for a company. Uh, that company's main office was in London. And once a year, they were inviting their uh, employees uh, to London to a holiday party. So she was there for the weekend alone. And yeah, I was there for the same weekend. And so we exchanged numbers and kept in touch over the internet. Eventually I visited her for 10 days uh -huh. and she came visit me for 10 days and my contract expired. And I said to my parents, I'm going to move. And wow. they said, you want to move where? And I said, yeah, I'm going to move to the States. And my dad said, my, my dad only asked me, well, he said, if you think you're strong enough to do that, you know, yeah, he meant like, you know, psychologically, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I, they helped me get rid of all my things. <laughs> the money that, that they were helping me save up and sent me on my way. And I remember my mom uh, gave me this big uh, metal cookie jar filled with ham, just in case my wife doesn't show up at the airport. And she showed up. Let me tell you, Polish ham is really good. So, <laughs> so good. <laughs> it is. It really is. Everyone should like get some Polish ham. Like, <laughs> search it. Seriously, there's something magical about the Polish ham. Oh my God, gave me a lot of strength. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, but then my my adventures began, and uh, I, I 
started to learn how to become truly independent, <clears throat> to rely on myself in, in certain ways that I did not learn as I was living with my parents in the same city. And uh, then I came across channelings from the Enki. It was mm -hmm. important. And when I started to read these channelings, it was an energy so similar to the book of Anna that I felt super drawn to it. And it turned out those channelings were happening, happening in the same city. Long story short, I found myself there and began to learn more about spirit, about the, the truth of spirit and what really is going on. And, you know, yeah, yeah. And yeah, by then so I was channeling. So that's so interesting. Um, when you read that it was channeled, what did what did that mean to you? I did not know yet. I did not know what channeling means. Yeah, you just you just said, oh, it's channeled, and you just kind of take it as it's channeled it was, work. Something was drawing me to it. Ah, my brother, my brother sent me a video. My brother sent me a video, and uh, I forgot this guy's name. He was talking about the Great Pyramid, and that, for some reason, that was super interesting to me. And he was talking about the true purpose of the Great Pyramid, mm. and what it means once it will be activated again. Yeah. That totally drew me in. And so I started to read the material, and at some point, it was explained what channeling is. And so I, you know, yeah, I, uh, because the lady, the first book, it was not called channeling. It was, she had conversations. Right. With, right. right. Was, even though she was channeling, but she right. was in the terms that, that uh, the Catholic religion would not reject it. Yeah. I read Conversations with God by Neil Donaldson. Ah, it's I heard, probably I heard. wrong. It's probably wrong. I probably ruined his name. Um, but conversations with God and I did, I mean, now I know that's channeling. He was channeling, but yeah. he didn't call it channeling. He just yeah. called it conversations. And, um, I, I personally didn't know a lot about channeling. I would say understanding higher consciousness came through science sacred geometry for me, alchemy, esoteric knowledge. Once I started, I studied quantum physics for six years. Wow. And quantum physics really led me to higher consciousness. And then I personally worked with a mentor he, um, his name is Gary Temple Bodley, and he channels the Joshua teachings. And I joined his one-on-one -on -one program. And I joined April 13th, and by May 8th, I was channeling. Wow. But I also was meditating. I was using, um, I became certified in it because Spirit told me to become certified to teach meditation. But I was using um, heart math. And it's a biofeedback where you clip it on your ear and it um, measures your heart rate variance, your coherence, you know, anything with data, frequency, I'm all over it. 
I'm just all over it. I'm like so excited. Oh, and you know what I did today? So I was writing a blog post on, um, I was publishing a podcast around hypnosis. And I was just questioning, I'm like, you know, I wonder if I have enough of a robust data set. So I found this medical calculator that you could get like FDA approved to see if your data set is um, robust enough. And I just went down the rabbit hole because they were talking like alpha and data and percentage and whatever. And it turns out doing five years and hundreds of sessions, my data set in theory would be approved if it was a drug. Wow. Wow. So I was like, really, I was almost going to put the link in the, in the Facebook post, but then the, my YouTube link wasn't coming up. The calculator was coming up. But I was just like, this is so cool. Like this thing exists on the web for free of a calculation of statistics. Cause like I took statistics and let me tell you, it's hard math. It's hard. I mean, yeah. I struggled with it. I did, and I'm pretty smart and I struggled with it, but yeah. So I thought that was funny that if my hypnosis sessions was a drug, I would be FDA approved. Oh, uh, that is that's awesome. I know. So funny. All right. So yeah, I didn't know anything about channeling either. And now I channel all the time. Um, I think once you understand, for me, for me to understand higher consciousness is just frequency and bandwidth and you, you really, you know, we were talking earlier before we started recording and I, I was just telling my friend Arthur that I haven't come across a human yet that doesn't need to put in the work. Like not a one, like you, you have to meditate, journal, go out in nature. You can work it through your body. You could do yoga. You could do breath work. Um, you can chant. You can do the gong. You can do the crystal bowls. It's not whatever it is to get you into that altered state of consciousness to, to soften the ego. That's what you need to do. You know, it's, and you need to do it consistently because if you stop the the frequency of this dimension this 3d consciousness is just so intense it's just so intense and i think that's how you dip back down into that plane of consciousness and so you have to raise your vibration and just actively keep it raised and and high in order to obtain it i think it's it's almost like getting out of shape like let's say you you run for a long time and then you stop and you take a year off and then two years and then three years you know you can certainly run again but you have to start 
running again, you know, and you're not going to be where you were because, I mean, maybe you will with the spirit realm. I don't know. I don't know. They just downloaded that for me to, to explain it, that it, you know, you can probably catch up very quickly depending on how much your vibration is in frequency and balance. But they will always help you. Spirit will always guide you to the right teacher, guide you to the book, guide you to the video, guide you to the podcast. You know, they had me look at meditation for years and I was so resistant, so resistant. And then I, when I started doing it with heart math, you like stare at this little mandala and it goes in and out and you just breathe. And I'm like, huh, I was afraid of breathing. Fascinating. Wow. But you know, fear is irrational, man. You just, it's just irrational. It's crazy. All right. So you started looking at channeled work. Did you start meditating? No. no. You did not. Do you no. meditate now? Yes. Yeah. Now, now I am. Yeah. Now I truly, like to be honest, now, now more than ever. Mm -hmm. But um, at the time I was, I saw myself always as, you know, at that time when I came across the channeling, I, I thought it's only for certain people. But I thought, I believe not everybody can do it. Uh, I think people that spirit chose to do so can do it. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. me, who me, no, I can't. You know, that's what I was thinking. You know, that's what I was believing. That was my worldview. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not the case. Everyone can channel. Everyone can connect to their inner being because they are their inner being. And, um, I really appreciate you coming on to the podcast because I got a very clear message from spirit that all I'm going to be doing is reminding everyone, connect with your inner being. It's time to rise up. It's time to connect to your inner being. We've had this before. We have just forgotten it. I did a session with this woman. I'm going to try to publish it. I did the session of this woman where she went into her Atlantinian life and she went into a temple to connect with her inner being. So this is so cool. This is why I want to publish this session. So here she is laying down in front of me. She's under, she's going into a life of Atlantis in that life. She's meditating connecting with her inner being and I'm hearing her inner being messages of that life in Atlantis in my office. It was like, you know what it was like? It was like Russian dolls, a doll within a doll within a doll. That's so cool. But yeah, so they used to have temples and like because I, I think I asked her questions around that in that life. And I'm like, oh, does everyone connect with their inner being? And, and she's like, yeah. Like, oh. yeah. Like, oh. why wouldn't you? And I was like, oh, my gosh. And so, yeah, um, I'm very excited because I am going to flood 
everything around it's time to connect to your inner being. Everyone has this ability. And I am going to bring stories after stories after stories after stories to the point somebody might say to me, Isabel, enough already. So this is what I say. Good luck, humanity. Good luck. I agree with you 100%. And, uh, you know, when I think back now on certain situations, it is like, you know, it is almost ridiculous that I thought, you know. Yeah. I know, it's, right? It, yeah, this is one situation that stands out, that pops into my mind now. And I lived in Chicago with my wife, and we were downtown, which is humongous. And we separated because she had to go to work, and I was supposed to go home. And I felt that she's upset, but I didn't know my way around the city. And I kid you not, maybe I walked for like five minutes and I tracked her down in the middle of downtown. It's so <laughs> awesome. Oh my god, I did it. And but you know, when I think about it now, you know, there are so many things that, you know, like you say with spirit, there's so much that can happen. And when I think when it's really necessary, then more it than cuts through. Yeah. yeah. I, I call it I call it divine intervention. Um, spirit will, I mean, I can't, I was also going to do like another series, but anyways, um, one of the series I wanted to do was miracles, like unexplained events. Right. But I got clear, clear, clear direction that my message is really connect with your inner being. And if we talk about miracles in those conversations, so be it. But um, it's divine intervention. There are things like people will have a near-death experience and they shouldn't have walked away. Or they have a ferocious car accident and they don't have a scratch. Yeah. Or something shows up in their house, unexplained, nobody sent it, but it shows up. Yeah. Or you find something or you knew where your wife was, right? You just, you just knew, right? And so spirit had told me, I think I did a podcast around this a long time ago, but anyway, spirit told me every human, every human has had a spiritual experience that their mind cannot use reason to negate it because, I mean, it makes sense. I'll just say it logically. Of course, everyone has had an experience because we are a spirit. There is spirit guides and inner beings. Of course, how could it not not be? It's natural. It is just our perception that discounts it and pushes it away. But yeah, duh, yeah. of course it makes sense. But when you're on the other side of of the awareness you think of it as miraculous as amazing or you scratch your head about it and then you push it aside you know yeah um but yeah it's man it is so awesome to be connected 
we were always connected, but to have that awareness and channel and talk to them, uh, which is just different aspects of you because we're all one, it's, uh, it's priceless. Yeah. And it makes life so much more fun. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that this, this density is not hard at times because it's intense, but you just know that whatever you're experiencing in your physical reality, it's for you. And if you're curious, that's when you do the shadow work. That's when you go within and you say, how is this for me? What, like, so, okay, so I'll give you, and then we'll wrap it up. So Spirit, um, I'm channeling a book called Unlock Abundance, and it's very personal, very personal. But one of the things that came up was they said to me, they said, Isabel, our sweet Isabel, you believe it is better to give and then receive. It is deep within you to give and not receive. And then they said, now add your other limiting belief of you are not enough. What reality would you create adding better to give than receive and not enough? Would I give more because I believe I'm not giving enough? Would I allow myself to receive? Am I balanced? Am I stopping flow of energy? Is receiving not my own love reflected back? Is it self-love? Do I not love myself? There's a lot. Yes. There was a lot for me to examine. Better to give than receive is not balanced. It's very limiting. It's true. It's controlling. It's one way. Yeah. It's not in love, guys. Really look at that statement. Better. What's better? Is not everything beautiful and equal and worthy? Better replies this or that and an or. Not quantum, not both. Oneness is both. Yeah. So better to give than receive is in that 3D consciousness. That is not a higher perspective thought. It's not an equal equation. It is always both. It is joyous to give and receive. It is your love expressed when you give. It is love received when you receive it. You receive with graciousness. So I got yelled at by Athena. So this is what Athena said to me. She said, Isabel, 
do you think when they would come to worship me at my temples and they offered me stones or marbles or fruit, do you think I turned them away? Do you think I said, no, no, thank you. I don't want your coins. I don't want your fruit. Or did I receive it graciously? I said, son of a God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. It's like going down a rabbit hole. So um, I no longer believe it is better to give than receive. They had me really examine that. Both is beautiful. It's it's okay. It's okay to receive. It's okay to give. Calm down, everyone. <laughs> it's all good. But these are like your, your hidden beliefs that you're just not aware that you adopted. You know, yeah. because like, you know, especially as a light worker, we love to give. Yeah. We, we love it. You know, we love to be in service, right? But the team is really working with me to be in service for myself so I can serve others. I yeah. have to serve myself. And they, listen, it's not like they haven't told me 50,000 times. You know, they've shown me like the um, airline, um, oxygen mask coming down. I actually researched it. The reason why you put your oxygen mask first is because there's such a short period, a short window that you'll pass out. Yeah. You don't have time to put it on someone else. Yeah. The, the, the depression, the, 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 the loss of air and oxygen, you're literally will pass out within 30 seconds. So put your mask on first, then assist because you will pass out. But anyway, so that was like spirit, like spirit always telling me like, Tune into what makes me happy, what's joyous for me. Do not worry about anyone else. When I serve myself, I will serve others. And I would have to say, it's, I would, you would think it would be easy, but it has not. Especially as such, I'm like, I am such a good people pleaser. Like, I get A plus in that area. So for me to like stop, pleasing people and focus on myself feels so counterintuitive. It's weird. And I'm a mom. What do moms do? Moms take care of kids. Their needs become before you, you know? So like, there's a lot, there's just a lot to unpack. So. Yeah. It's a lot of programming that we had for so many years. So many years and, and so many lifetimes, yeah. you know? Just when you think you get through this life, spirit throws you other lives. And you're like, really? They're like, yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. go do your work. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, thank you so much. Um, and if you want to reach out to my friend, he is on Facebook. Are you on Facebook is your name, right? Mm -hmm. Artur Domovic. Yeah. So you can message him. He knows a lot, I mean, so much around sacred geometry, 
And as you can see, he's a builder behind us and he does channel and he does meditations. And you're also into the um, crystal skulls, right? Yes, very much, very much. So if you guys are listening and you are also into the crystal skulls, please reach out to my friend. And until next time, see the wonder and magic of it all.